Welcome to The Refresh from Insider, presented by WebEx by Cisco. I'm Dave Smith. And I'm Carrie Donahue, in for Rebecca Ibarra. It's Monday, June 6th, and we're bringing you real-time news, fresh like live radio, but on demand like podcasts. Here's the latest. The House January 6th committee is getting ready for its first public hearings this Thursday, and lawmakers on the panel are hoping the primetime coverage will bring a new sense of urgency to what they say was a conspiracy to overturn the election. That's what the committee's vice chair, Congresswoman Liz Cheney, called it in an interview with CBS's Robert Costa this weekend. Do you believe it was a conspiracy? I do. It is extremely broad. It's extremely well organized. It's... um really chilling. The party might be over for Boris Johnson. The prime minister's own party has lined up a no-confidence vote for later today. Johnson's facing a massive public backlash after photos and reports were released proving his administration held parties while the rest of the country was under strict COVID lockdown. Now he needs to win a majority of votes to survive, but it's a secret ballot, so we'll see. High school graduation parties in South Carolina and Texas, outside bars in Tennessee and Arizona, on busy commercial streets in Philadelphia and Phoenix, 11 people were reportedly killed by gun violence over the weekend, and more than 50 were injured in mass shootings across several U.S. cities. Chattanooga Mayor Tim Kelly pretty much summed it up at a press conference. I'm tired of standing in front of you talking about guns and bodies. California has become the first state in the nation to authorize fully driverless taxis, but only in San Francisco for now. The city has allowed a number of autonomous car tests recently, but now GM's line of robo-taxis called Cruise can begin operating commercially. The cars won't be given free reign, though. A limit of 30 taxis will be authorized at first, and they can only drive between 10 p.m. and 6 a.m. when there's no heavy rain or fog, and only in less congested areas of the city. After being on the wrong side of a stunning comeback in Game 1 of the NBA Finals, the Golden State Warriors bounced back in Game 2 to tie the series with the Boston Celtics one apiece. The game was roughly even until halftime, but Steph Curry and squad blew things wide open in the second half. Game 3 tips off Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. We'd love to hear from you with any of your thoughts you have about the show. Write us at therefresh at insider.com. Coming up, maybe you've heard a master's degree is the new bachelor's. We're going to talk with one expert about why many of those master's programs really don't pay off in the end. The changing world of hybrid work offers new possibilities. WebEx enables them with an open platform and many integrated partners like Calendly, Gong, and HubSpot. Powerful partnerships power hybrid work. Visit apphub.webex.com. WebEx, working for everyone. A retired geologist has been sentenced to 15 years in prison after attempting to take ancient artifacts from Iraq to the UK. The AP says the 66-year-old was found with a dozen pottery shards in his bag after an archaeological tour. He says he wasn't aware of local laws, but the Iraqi court was unmoved. His lawyer says he will appeal the sentence. A group of gun enthusiasts in Texas is asking for gun reform. 
they signed an open letter published in the Dallas Morning News asking for expanded background checks and raising the age of purchase to 21. Over 200 Republican donors, including some who contributed to Governor Greg Abbott, have signed the letter, and they say they support Texas Senator John Cornyn, who is leading bipartisan gun reform in Congress. The American Lifeguard Association says a lifeguard shortage is causing about a third of pools across the country to cut back on hours or close entirely. According to NPR, the pandemic meant fewer people were certified, and it could be another year or so before there are enough lifeguards back at their posts. Tom Cruise had another great weekend at the box office. Top Gun Maverick scored big for its second week in theaters, proving fans still love the action star and are interested in the sequel 35 years in the making. At the other end of the box office, Sony re-released Jared Leto's Morbius, a Spider-Man spinoff. The thinking was, viral memes about how bad it was might lure people back to see it as a joke. It didn't work. The movie tanked again. An Australian golfer named Minji Lee won the U.S. Women's Open yesterday, and the win scored her the largest payout in the history of women's golf, $1.8 million. Lee says of her win, I think this will be huge for all the little girls and even the boys and the children watching. You've probably heard that a master's degree is the new bachelor's, especially if you're a millennial or a Gen Z. And if you pursue a higher degree, you expect that you'll earn more money in your lifetime. But for many fields, that's not the case. And combined with crippling student loan debt, many master's holders end up worse off. James Murphy, a higher education policy analyst, is here to tell us why master's degrees are a scam. The idea is that if you want a job that will pay you well and earn you prestige, it's not enough to get a bachelor's anymore, right? So is this even true? If you look at master's degrees from a really wide lens, it sure looks like it. The median income of somebody who earns a master's degree is going to be about 20% higher than somebody with a bachelor's degree. Which, you know, yes, please, right? If I could earn 20% more, like, why would I not do this? The problems start appearing, though, when we start looking a little bit more closely. Yeah, you actually wrote a little bit about the fact that some degrees, like law school or med school or dentistry, those actually do pay off in your lifetime earnings. But there were other ones that were like big gaps. I was really surprised, particularly by MBAs. The, the degrees that tend to pay off tend to be in STEM fields. So think of things like engineering, computer science, and nursing. The degrees that tend not to pay off, however, are in fields like the humanities, the arts in particular, theology, and most strikingly of all, business degrees. About 60% of MBAs actually get a negative return on investment from those degrees. It's not even a question of like, does the degree pay for itself? It's that you actually end up in many of these fields making less, probably because you're being funneled then into jobs that you think like, well, I have a master's degree in English or a PhD in English. And you you head for uh, a career that you will very likely end up making less than say, if you're just said, well, I have an English degree and I can write and let me go work for, you know, in communications for a large corporation or something like that. That's fascinating and a little terrifying. But what's the harm in this? I mean, what is the downside? Say somebody just wants to get that master's degree. So the downside, I think, is debt. People who get a master's degree tend to borrow much more frequently than people who get a bachelor's degree. 
And debt really gets us then into, I think, the, the actual like scam part of all of this, um, because there's a reason students take on so much more debt. And the difference at, in master's schools is that when you get a loan for, for a master's degree or any graduate degree, the, the loans are, are essentially uncapped. You can borrow as much as you need. But the problem is that uncapped money is something that colleges then looked at and said, oh, we want that. Look at that. Somebody just opened a fire hydrant and there's all this cash coming out of it. So over the past decade, 9,000 new master's programs have been created by colleges. If someone's thinking about going to grad school, is there any easy way to tell what might benefit in the long run? Any transparency here at all? I think transparency only goes so far, right? People just feel like, oh, I really want a master's degree. So I think another question that anybody considering a master's degree has to ask themselves is, why am I doing this? If you think you should get a master's degree because other people have told you that a master's degree is the new bachelor's, please don't get a master's degree. If you're going to get a master's degree, you should say, I want to get a master's degree to earn this skill, that skill, and this skill. I want to graduate with the ability to do two things that I couldn't do otherwise. And if one of those things is get a better job, then no, you, you, you haven't done enough research. Uh, James, one of the things you wrote about is that this disproportionately affects women and people of color who often are the folks that are sort of most convinced that in the job market that they should get a master's degree. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, that's an incredibly important component of all of this. And, and I think a reason why we absolutely don't want to blame students alone for getting a master's degree. We don't want to say like, well, this is your choice um, to go $70,000 in debt and, and therefore it's your problem and your responsibility. I think we have a shared responsibility for this. The majority of people getting a master's degree are women. And the reason many women and the reason many people of color go into a master's program is because there's a wage gap. Women earn less than men do, um, and people of color earn less than white people do. So a master's degree seems like a good way to cover that wage gap. And it might even do that, right? You might even get the master's degree, come out and get a job that pays more, but then you've got $100,000 in debt. Many people who get a master's degree do indeed think that it's worth investment, but we do have to reckon with the fact that this is hitting again, women and people of color more than anybody else. James, thanks so much for joining us on The Refresh. James Murphy is a policy analyst and writer. Make sure to follow The Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. You can also just tell your smart speaker to play The Refresh from Insider podcast. I'm Carrie Donahue. And I'm Dave Smith. Talk to you soon. Bye.